Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Guest, and welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast, brought to you by Imagine Golf and PXG. You can go to our site, imaginegolf.com, see all of our offerings, including our free drills, our practice plans, our golf ebooks and videos, or to book a lesson with me at our state-of-the-art studio right outside of Philadelphia, or virtually 24-7 through our partner, thegolfliveapp.com. And you can sign up for our free tips and videos that go out every week, once a week, by simply dropping us your email. So I, I think it's a good top, pretty timely topic here. I'm, I'm in, a, in the Northeast, like I mentioned, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, season's over. Golf season, anyway, is over. Um, I know some of you argue it's never over, <laughs> but it's it's officially over. Um, it's uh, We got a freeze warning coming up. You know, it was crazy weather. It was 80 degrees on Saturday, and here we are uh, on Monday or Tuesday, I should say, and it's uh, it's going to be you know, below 32. So, uh, you know, that's what you get this time of year. So, um, but it is the time of year where people start to work on their game, right? And work on it um, is is putting it lightly, I should say, right? Because a lot of people, they don't have any plan when they, when they say they're going to work on their game. But if you're one of those few um, that does have a plan, um, well, there you go. Congratulations, right? You're going to get better this, se- this off season. Um, but if you're like a lot of us, hey, me included, you don't have a lot of time on your hands, right? I mean, uh, I- I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I, uh, I work a lot of hours. I got uh, some social things that I'm, I like to do as well. I like to spend time with my family and, and, uh, I, I'm the first one that's guilty of not working on my own golf game, man. I, um, I don't have, uh, a, a, a spare hour, right? A day, right? I, and I'll be lucky if I have a spare hour a week, to be honest, um, to work on my game. So, um, I am making a commitment as most of you know, if you listen to the, the podcast on with, with me and Hank Candy, I definitely have making a commitment this off season to getting better, but that doesn't make it easy. Right. And I get it. Life gets in the way for, for a lot of us out there, but let's just say you had an hour, right? One hour a week. Right. And that's all you can commit to. Um, it, you'd be wise to have some type of plan and you'd be even wiser um, if you had a routine that you went through every time. Now, not that you can't alter this routine based on you know how things are progressing, but I thought I'd give you you know seven ways that I'll gu- that will guarantee that you make your practice more productive while you're doing it, and also guarantee that it sticks. In other words, that your practice goes farther towards your goal of getting better at golf than if you just uh, get up there and and hit golf balls. So, um, before we get into the top seven ways to make your your practice a heck of a lot better. Let, let's talk about a couple things that you don't want to do, right? And, and I've mentioned this before on other podcasts, but you don't want to, you know, you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to squeeze it into my lunch break. And, you know, you run into a little bit more traffic than usual. You get to the range, you're late, you're, you're multitasking on your phone, you grab the big bucket of balls, 145 balls, and, uh, and then you just start, you know, hitting balls if you would, right? Um, don't be that person. And, and conversely, don't be the person that, uh, goes to their trunk, you know, right before they uh, they get to the range, they pop open the trunk and they grab just their driver, right? <laughs> or they, they grab just their sandwich or, or just whatever club that they're trying to work on, right? Um, don't be either of those people, guy or girl, right? Don't be either of those because uh, that's not a productive use of your time and practice. And I assure you, no pro practices that way. So, um, so those are the things not to do. And, you know, if you go back a couple podcasts, we talk about all the things not to do when you practice, 10 ways not to make your game more productive, if you would, I think was a, the name of the podcast. So, all right, so here we are, right? You got an hour and you, and you said, you know what? It's an hour a week and 
you would be better if you're if that cadence is a regular day, right? So if that cadence is Wednesdays, that's great. Uh, if it's Thursdays, that's great too. But if it's every Wednesday and Thursday, or wh- every Wednesday and, and every Tuesday or whatever, you know, you get the idea, right? Pick a day and and keep that regular cadence as much as possible. Um, and if you want to do more than an hour, that's great too. Um, and you'll just you're just going to get better. But let's just say you only that for the sake of, of today's podcast, you only have one hour, right? So here's the first thing you're going to do, and this is not even a step, right? But this is a no brainer, and it's paramount if you want to have a productive practice, right? Um, unplug. What does that mean? That means turn off your phone, put it in your golf bag if you can't turn it off, but leave it in the car. But do not look at your phone for 60 minutes. And I know a lot of you are, you know, you're driving, you're listening, and you're like, well, I, I can't do that. I, I haven't done that since, uh, you know, since uh, 10 years ago <laughs> when, I had a, when I had a flip phone. I had, I had that Razor phone that, you know, flipped open, if you would. Um, but seriously, look, you, you, uh, you cannot have a productive practice if you're constantly getting interrupted um, by the phone. Um, and it's not even a question. It's been proven. It's, it, it is difficult to focus on any task at hand. Um, when your brain is constantly going back to the phone, right? And, and, and any electronic for that matter. Um, I know what some of you are saying, but Daniel, I like to listen to music. Okay, I get it. Um, I'm not a fan of listening to music when I practice. Um, and I never did it in other sports. I certainly didn't do it in ice hockey. I didn't do it in baseball. I never did it in football. Um, I never did it in lacrosse. So I, it just didn't ma- ever make any sense for me um, to do it in golf. Right. Um, so, but I get it. Some people do. The problem is, is you're going to change songs and now social media popped up and you're looking at another post or that email popped up that, you know, you've been waiting on or whatever, or, you know, whatever got going on at home or work now is bothering you with, with whatever, right. That, and, and, and it can't wait, you know, and we all know it can wait, but you get the idea, right. So, um, so if you can unplug, your, your practice will be way, way, way more productive, right? Um, it's something that we mandate at Imagine, uh, especially with our students that are really seriously uh, trying to get better, um, especially when we're in clinics and stuff like that. So, But anyway, so here's the top seven right, that we put together that's going to help you make your practice way more productive. Step one, it's simple. Warm up. Spend five minutes warming up without hitting a golf ball. If you think you can just roll up there and start swinging your your 60 degree wedge and everything's going to be great, you're out of your mind. Uh, I'm 58 years old and my body does not react to a golf swing the same it did when I was 28. Right? So um, I'm a big fan. We're a big fan at Imagine on, uh, of the Orange Whip. We highly recommend all of our students get one. So if you got an Orange Whip or any whip swing trainer for that matter, swing it for about five minutes. Go back and forth, work on your timing, work on your sequencing, get that the head of that uh, swing trainer away from your body uh, for a right-handed golfer, more towards right field, and uh, and really stretch out you know, for just five, seven, ten minutes max. That's it. Uh, if you don't have a swing trainer, grab two clubs of similar length. Grab a seven and a six iron and methodically, literally, um, uh, and focus on swinging that um, smoothly around your body. They get a little bit extra on your backswing and a little bit extra on the follow-through. Um, and do that for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 swings or whatever. Just getting your, the muscles limbered up and ready to go. So that's step one, warm up. Make sure that warm up is at least five minutes, all right? Step two, 50 chips. You're going to take 50 chips inside of 50 yards. So we're big fans of picking targets, right? So pick a target. We love targets of 10, 30, and 50 yards. And uh, 
and, and aim for them, right? You know, don't hit the same shot over and over and over again. Like don't hit, you know, five flop shots to, to the uh, 30 yarder, if you would. Um, mix them up, right? Mix a bump and run up. Mix a, mix a little, uh, you know, uh, ship shot, if you would. Make, make, a, make a nice uh, attempt at a 10 yard flop shot that's going to land. So um, we like to think about, we use uh, hula hoops, I'd imagine, right? Where you drop the hula hoops out of the yardage mark and try to drop the, the balls in there. If you can do that, I guarantee you'll be better at golf. But anywhere around the hula hoop is a decent shot, right? But you're going to take uh, 50 chips, right, inside of those 50 yards. And why is that so critical? Dude, because that's the biggest part of your game, right? If, you can pl- if your short game is, is on, you're going to have a good round. And if you've got a good short game, you can be a good golfer. Right. You can make up for a lot of ills. Right. Um, but um, yeah, so just make sure you do it. Right. And do it first. Get it over with. Uh, it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you'll be done in like 10, 15 minutes. Right. All right. So step two. Uh, actually, that was step two. Sorry. Step three. Ten bunker shots. Right. Just ten. You don't, you don't need to do a, ten, a, a ton. You, you, know, you know what's so funny, man? Most people don't practice ever bunker shots, right? They practice them less than they practice putting, and that's not a lot, right? So, um, But bunker shots, right, are a big part of the game, right? And if you, you know, most, most amateur golfers, the second their ball goes in a bunker, man, they, they're, they're shouting out a curse word, right? So, you, and, and and why is that? Well, it's not that it's so hard. It's that you don't practice. And like anything else in life, you don't practice it. You're no good at it. And then in golf, if you t- multiply that that mental factor on top of that, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I never get out of this bunker. And you don't practice it. Well, there you go. You got a recipe for disaster, right? So if, if you're wondering why you suck at, at, at getting out of bunkers, because you don't practice it. So if your facility has a bunker, drop 10 balls in. Right, just drop them around the bunker. Get out whatever wedge you typically use. Mix them up. I like to use my fifty-six and my sixty to get the balls out. Right, but um, either way, you know, spend spend the t- five seven minutes on ten bunker shots. I can guarantee you, um, you'll become better at it. And especially if you did it every week. Imagine that. Right. Um, I <laughs> I used to play at a course um, right out where I used to live, right outside of Boca Raton, Florida. Um, one hundred sixty-three uh, traps on the whole course. Right, 163. That's a crazy amount of traps. No water, but 163 traps. And every time you miss, it seems like you're in a bunker. Right, you're in a waste bunker. You're in a fairway bunker. You're in a greenside bunker. Right. <laughs> um, I, I'm surprised they didn't have a tee box bunker. Right, but you get the idea. But um, very difficult course to play. And um, but I, I really got good at bunker shots. Right. So. Uh, so yeah, so you know, ideally we want to stay out of them, but when we're in them, we got to make them count. We can't have multiple shots out of a bunker. It's just an absolute score killer, man. Absolute score killer. All right. So that's step three. Step four: hit three shots with every iron in your bag. Every iron, right? Uh, I, I I think it's pretty self-explanatory why, right? Um, but most people have a preference of the irons or or irons they don't like to hit, right? So. You know, for a long time, for me, um, I, I never hit my six iron. You know, I, I go to trade my clubs in every uh, every you know two or three years, and the six iron always looked brand new. Every other club was beat up, chunked up, um, except the six iron, I, and for no reason, right? I guess just you know a mental thing, if you would, but no more. Um, I make sure that I use all my irons uh, appropriately. So, um, you know, you got that three iron in the bag. Well, if it's in the bag, hit it, right? You got a you got a two iron. Well, well I would I would 
ask you first and foremost why you're using the two iron. Well, let's say you got the two iron in there, right? It does you no good if you're never hitting it. And then all of a sudden, you know, six weeks later, three months later, you're going to pull it out. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make this two iron work. No, you're not. No, you're not. Right. So uh, you got it in the bag. Practice it. You got that 60 degree wedge in the bag. Practice it. All right. So you're going to hit every iron. You're going to hit three shots with every iron. Next step is step five. You're going to hit five shots with every wood. Why five? Well, because these are clubs you're typically going to use off the tee box, right? Um, and you got to be good off the tee box. If you can't be good off the tee box, then the whole game changes and, make, and the whole game gets way harder. So um, we're going to spend a little bit extra time on those clubs um, when we uh, when we need them, right? You only have you know 18 shots on the tee box, and probably only 14 of them are with woods, right? So you're going to hit five with each one. So you got your know, driver's obvious, right? Probably three woods obvious for most people, although a lot of people carry three hybrid now instead. But you got a five wood in the bag. You got a seven wood in the bag. Um, you got a nine wood in the bag. You're going to hit all five. All right, excuse me. You're going to hit all those woods, and you're going to hit five shots to each one. Again, try to vary it up. Pick pick different spots on the course, right, or on the driving range, I should say. Um, line up a little bit differently, but definitely, definitely uh, treat it like a tee box. So you're going to go in there. You're going to walk into the ball from behind. You're going to do your pre-shot routine. You're going to do your waggle. You're going to pick your target. And you're going to hit it. And then you're going to come back and you're going to do that again for the next shot. Right? Um, again, so kind of self-explanatory. It's not that hard, but uh, it'll absolutely help you um, when, when you need it most, which is off the tee box. So um, that is uh, step five. Step six is you're going to work on your putting but not in the traditional sense. You're going to work on your putting setup drill, right? So what I mean by that, I'd imagine we're big believers in the putting mirrors that are out there, right? Put the putting mirror down. You can even secure it with some tees if you would. And uh, usually it has a slot in the middle of it for the ball. But you bring the putter mirror back um, on the mirror, or excuse me, you bring the putter back on the putting mirror and you can see your form. You can see your stroke, right? And why is that important? Because look, you're, you're not always going to have you know, a great day on the greens right? You're, you're the greens. You're not going to read the greens, right? Some days the greens are going to be fast. The greens are going to be aerated. The greens are going to have you know incredible amounts of undulation. Um, you're going to, you know, your, your approach shots are horrible this day when you're playing golf, the next time you're playing golf and you're always, you know, 30 feet, 20 feet plus away on every putt. So, um, and all that comes around to, to setup and technique, right? If you got good setup and good technique, you're going to have a better chance of sinking and making some of those putts. So all that other stuff, all those variables doesn't matter if your setup is good, right? But we don't normally practice it, right? We think of putting, we think about just sinking putts, and there's nothing wrong with sinking putts, believe me. But you got to practice that setup drill, if you would, right? Um, you know, we're all the big fans. I uh, imagine we're also big fans of the gate drill. Tiger made that famous, you know, put a T on either side of your putter, make sure that that stroke goes through there without striking the putt, uh, or excuse me, without striking the uh, the blade or the mallet or whatever. So, um, but you're just going to work five, seven minutes on your uh, putting setup, if you would, right? Um, and by the way, when you're in that, there's nothing wrong with hitting putts. You want to hit five, seven putts in that? That's fine, right? You don't want to hit any putts and just work on the setup? That's fine too, all right? Um, I, I go either way. Sometimes I, I'm super focused, it seems like, on just my stroke, if you would, and I love the mirror. There's other times where I just want to hit balls, and and uh, and I definitely do it through the mirror as well, So or, or the gate drill, either one. So it doesn't matter, but you know, hit it with or do the drill, putting setup drill with or without, all right? Um, and step seven, step seven is probably, I, I think some of the, I, I don't know about the funnest, but definitely one of the biggest challenges is three putts, 
right? Most amateurs three putt about 20 some, 30 some percent of the time, right? So if we can limit that, especially from distances, we're going to, our, our practice is more productive, right? Our, our practice will actually translate to lower scores. So all you're going to do is you're going to take three shots, right? And from 30 feet, and you're going to try to make two putts. So you drop three balls, 30 feet. You want to go a little bit farther. That's fine, right? And you're going to do uh, two putts until you're going to lag the first one up and sink the putt. And you're, if you don't, if you miss the putt, you're going to start over again, right? Um, and you just do that till you're finished, right? And it's a great way to do just that. End on a positive note um, and end on a high, if you would, right? You make two putts from 30 feet, you feel great about yourself, right? Trust me, right? And if you're practicing it, the more likely you're going to be able to do it. So there you are, seven steps that are going to make you way, make your practice, I should say, way better, way better, makes your golf game way better, your practice if your practice is way better, I mean, your golf game is way better. So there you go. And by the way, you're done in an hour. You know, get the phone out of your bag, answer the 25 texts you got, whatever's going on in your life, right? So just to reiterate, here's the seven steps. Step one, warm up for five minutes. We like to orange whip or the two club drill. Step two, 50 chips inside of 50 yards, right? Vary them up. Um, we like picking different distances, 10 and 30, 10, 30, and 50 yards. Step three, 10 bunker shots. Find a range that has a bunker, go to your club that has a bunker, and get in there, drop 10 balls, and hit 10 balls out. Step four, hit three shots with every one of your irons in the bag, every one of them. You carry that two iron, make sure you hit it, right? You carry that 60-degree wedge, make sure you hit it. You don't like your six iron, make sure you hit it, all right? Step five, hit five shots with every wood or every club that you traditionally use off the tee. Why? Because it's important that you can get off the tee box, right? And vary it up a little bit. Don't hit five drives, then five three woods. Hit a drive, hit a three wood, hit a three hybrid, hit a five wood, come back to your drive. You get the idea. Step six, work on your putting setup. We just talked about that. We're big fans of the mirror or the gate drill. And then step seven is three, two putts from 30 feet or more. All right. Lag that first putt up and, uh, and then knock it in, knock it in, uh, the second putt, knock it down. Right. So there you go. Uh, I think a real simple, right? Um, practice plan, if you would. I'll put the actual plan itself um, in the drop down below uh, in the notes, if you would, so you can actually print it out for you. But, uh, but that's it. I guarantee you, if you have that type of plan, um, when you practice, it'll be way more productive than any way that you practice uh, in the past. So, all right, that's all I have for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the follow button wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, which is imaginegolf.com. And you can follow us on all the social media platforms. And here's to getting you the game that you've always imagined.